Don't get stretched, get loose. All right. It's hot outside, so we're going to get it hot up in here too. Come on. We want to get hyped this morning. We are doing something cool called tag team preaching. And I've got Pastor Jason is back there backing me up. And so we're going to speak with you this morning out of Exodus chapter 17. So if you want to turn over there really quickly, um, please do. And I'll give you a second before I get started. But we're going to talk about your promised land. Because that's what the book of Exodus is all about. It's about the journey to the promise. How many of you know that God has promises for you? Come on, come on. Come on, you guys got to help me this morning. How many of you know that he has promises for you and that there is an enemy that wants to bring chaos into the promise? Don't you know that God has no room in your promise for chaos? We don't serve a, a chaotic God. We serve a, a loving creator. Come on. Uh, if you look at the very beginning of the word of the Bible, it says that the, the earth was without form and was void. It was chaotic. And what did God do? He took it and he made it beautiful. So let's look at Exodus 17, starting at verse 8. And it says, Amalek. And let me give you a little bit of background before I go into this. So so. Right now, we're in the Exodus. So Moses is leading this huge group of people. Uh, they've come out of Egypt. They're, they're still on the run, and they're trying to get to the promised land. But guess what? There's a bunch of people in the way. There's a bunch of chaotic tribes in the way. They're, they're inbred with giants, and it's a bunch of nasty, messed up stuff. And they're in between the people of God and where God wants them to be. How many of you have ever been there? You've, you've been looking at where God wants you to be, and you know in your heart that there's a, there's a path, there's a purpose, there's a promise, but there's something sitting right in the way. Come on. Uh, Zechariah said, who are you, mountain, that you would not move? Whew. All right, let me, let me get back where I'm supposed to be. Y'all know how I am. So verse 8 says, Amalek came and fought with Israel at Rephidim. Uh, Moses had just, that we just went through the story where everyone gets thirsty. They said, Moses, we want some water. And he hits the rock. The rock brings forth water. They camped there. And so Amalek came and fought with Israel at Rephidim. And Moses said to Joshua, choose some men for us to go fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I'll stand on top of the hill with the shepherd's rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses told him. He fought with Amalek while Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. Number one, the first thing I want to look at this morning is Amalek was a chaos remnant. So God created a good place for us in the Garden of Eden. And what happened? Chaos came onto the scene. How many of you know that there's maybe a little chaos in your life, and sometimes you just want to treat it like a little cockroach and just stomp on it? Listen, again, we don't serve a chaotic God. We serve an, a God of order that sets things the way they should be. Come on, somebody. Is somebody awake with me this morning? Um, so 
Listen, we got some people on vacation, so if you're not normally in the Amen Corner, now's a good Sunday to try out, all right? Listen, all auditions are accepted, okay? So, so listen, so the first thing I want to give you this morning is that Amalek was a chaos remnant, and they weren't just a normal tribe of people that were coming after the encampment of God. They weren't just a normal tribe of people that were coming to try to stop God's uh, folks from finding their promise. They were just giants. They were nasty. And I want you to know that sometimes you get set where you're comfortable and chaos comes to find you. Has that ever happened in your life? It comes to find you. Maybe you think, oh, I've got it going good. I'm going to church and I'm kind of plugging in and I'm having fun. And, you know, I laugh at Pastor JB's jokes even when they're not funny because I want to build him up. Amen. But yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But still, chaos finds you. And you're like, what? So what do we do? What do we do? We call on God. Listen, God had no room for chaos in the promise. And a lot of people struggle with, why did they have to go fight all these tribes that were occupying this land? Because God has a promise for you, and that's all there's room for. Come on. When, 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 God, when you get in God's promise... There's room for you and for him. But when other things start to get in there, then we get chaos, and that's not going to work. And so God empowered these people, and he called these people to go and fight literally this chaos. Come on, some of us in here this morning got to get up, and we got to start being chaos warriors where we go and fight some chaos and stomp on some things and say, I will not accept the answer that is chaos in my family, in my marriage, in my house, in my work. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to play. How many of you know you don't want to wrestle with a pig because you both get nasty and a pig likes it? So we're going to stop those things. We're going to call out for God because we already know he has no room for chaos in the promise. The third thing I want to give you before I tag my brother behind me is if you want to walk in the promises of God, you better get ready to fight. Come on. Are you with me this morning? You better get ready to fight. You know what they told me when I got credentials with the Assemblies of God? They said, brother, you better get ready. And I thought, what? We have an afterglow? Fried chicken? That's the unofficial uh, food of the Assemblies of God. If you did not know that, don't call and ask them. They, they don't know what I'm talking about, but just trust me. They said, brother, get ready. And I, was, I remember I was visiting with, a, with an elder minister, and he had been through so many wars, so, many, so much spiritual warfare. And he said, brother, get ready. And I thought, ready for what? He said, get ready for, for the fight. Because now that you've decided to follow Jesus, there is an enemy that is chaos that will come to you and try to mess you up. He cannot defeat you, but he can distract you. So what do you do? You look towards the promise and you look towards who gave you the promise. And come on, Jason, lay it on us. You get ready to fight. the fight you know a lot of times we struggle in that area when it comes to fighting back 
you know, each one of us said, well, we, we don't have the strength, but let me read verse 11 to you. Whenever Moses held up his hands of Israel, start winning the battle. Whenever Moses lowered his hand, Amalek would start winning the battle. But Moses' hands grew tired, so he took a stone and put under Moses to sit upon it. And Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one each side of them, so his hands could remain steady until the sunset. And so Joshua defeated Amalek's army with the sword. You know, as we were reading this and preparing this and studying it, I was thinking about that. The rod of being God, that was being God, it was symbolized of God. You know, a lot of times in our battles, in our fights, in our fight against what we're going through in our life, what JB was talking about, many things, the chaos, all the fights you have in your life, he tells us to keep our eyes upon him. That's all we have to do is keep our eyes upon God. So as he was standing up there, and he held up his hands with that rod, and he was showing it. And the only that he held and praised God and praying to God, they won the battle. But in our life, that's what we have to do. Sometimes we struggle. We struggle with reasons why we don't want to go to church. We struggle with reasons why we don't want to talk to that brother about a certain difference. Or we struggle with the sharing, sharing the gospel with individuals and different things in our lives. But God tells us we're not in this alone. We're not in this fight alone. Yeah. He has us. We're not in this alone as we walk our daily walks. We're, he's with us 100%. When Moses stopped praying, they stopped winning. You know, I can say about our church here, we have a very strong prayer, prayer group in our church. When something goes, there's text messages that send out like crazy. Hey, pray for so-and-so. Pray for so-and-so. Pray for so-and-so. There's a prayer group that comes here and prays for our church weekly. Everything, everything we do, we have to give God and God the praise and pray for it. You know, when you're fighting that battle, don't don't think you're in this alone because you never are. You know, sometimes you're at home and you're thinking, man, no one knows what I'm going through. God does, but let me tell you another secret there. God puts people in your life to help fight those battles for you. God brings people as certain ones in your life to fight that. You know, these people looked upon Moses to everything he did, and they complained. If you read, go back, they complained a lot about where you bring us here to die. You bring us here to do this. And then God says, take my rod. And as long as they, you, they look upon it and believe that God's with them, they're going to survive. I look at individuals in here. When you're struggling, pray to God, but also reach out to a brother or sister that you're close to. Hey, let them help you reach that next level. Yeah. You know, we, I talked to a young man last night about levels and reaching certain things and accomplishing certain things in your life with your battles. And it, all this goes together with Exodus, where no one's alone in this fight. Hebrews chapter, 20, uh, Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25 tells us, <clears throat> Therefore, he is able to serve completely, to save completely, those who come through him, because he's always lives to intercede for them. That's what was going on here. As long as they kept their eye upon Jesus and upon God, just Moses up there, that symbolizing God. As long as they kept their eyes upon it and, and they prayed and, they, and they, he kept his hands up there and everything was going, when he got tired, that's where your friends come in handy at. That's where your brothers in Christ come in handy, when your arms get tired. Reach out to that person. or that It, it could be multiple people. It doesn't matter. Reach out to that person you know, and say, hey, I'm, I need help. Yeah. You know, we, we talk about accountability in our church. I, I need help. I need help holding my arms up. I, I need help with it. And he tells us here, if you come to Christ, he will pray for you. If you, if you come to Christ, he's, he intercedes for us. Here's the thing. A lot of people, they, they forget that major step. It's to come with the Christ part. Somebody said, well, God don't ever answer my prayers. doesn't matter if I do this or that. Do you know him? That's where we struggle at. 
you know, we, we struggle in the areas where he, he never hears me. He never sees me. He never helps me. Does he know you? I had a lady ask me one time. She said, if I pray to God, does he hear my prayers? Simple. Does he know you in a personal relationship? There's a difference from knowing God and knowing God. I believe strongly if you know Jesus Christ, your Savior, I believe he hears your prayers. I believe he hears your prayers even if he, you don't know him personally because he's waiting for you to that day that you accept him personally. So my challenge for you, I'm going to pass it back to JB. When you're fighting these battles, whatever, whatever battle you're fighting with, fighting back for your promise, that promise is the salvation, that promise he's given you. Then I had somebody once tell me, well, I'm saved. Everything should be good now. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's where it really begins. That's when temptation happens. That's when things in your life come up. Troubles happen, different things. And you, and you start, oh, man, this, I thought if I came to Jesus, everything would be perfect. No, that's when your attacks really start happening in your life. That's when, in Hebrews, it tells you, you know, to come to him. Even when you accept Christ and you walk daily, you still come to Christ daily. Yeah. And talk to them. Yeah, you st- and when you're experiencing that problem of hardship, if you feel like, well, I go to church, but I don't have no one to talk to, there's someone always willing to listen. There's someone here. And I promise you, there's not, I, I can guarantee there's not one person in this church that feels alone. Not one. So we grab hold of the presence. I want you to understand that the rod, it says that Moses... Uh, took the rod of God. What was that? Okay, I want you to remember that this group of people had only recently seen major miracles. The very beginning of this chapter, he takes that rod, he strikes a rock, and life-giving water uh, comes forth. This is the same rod that was in his hand when the Red Sea broke apart. Okay, this is the same rod that he had in his hand when, uh, when he confronted Pharaoh and said, let my people go. This rod signified the presence and the power of God. So we grab on to the presence and power, and that's when victory begins to happen. And we walk in victory. Come on, y'all get real excited behind me. Come on, I'm going to talk loud. I'm going to talk fast. Verse 14 says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this as a reminder on a scroll and read it to Joshua. I will completely wipe out the memory of Amalek under the sky. Moses built an altar there and called it, The Lord is my banner. He said, The power of the Lord's banner. The Lord is at war with Amalek in every generation. Let me tell you, no matter where you go in your life, you will face chaos. But guess what? You have the ability to be an overcomer. Come on, you're more than a conqueror. You're more than this group of people that went through and put chaos to the sword. You can win spiritually. Come on. And we get up here in this Pentecostal church. We talk about victory. We sing about victory. But what is victory really? Is it just the fact that you were able to hold your temper in? Or is it the fact that you were able to stand up and endure and know at the end of the day that the devil can't touch you because you are held tight? 
by a redeemer. Come on, let me just get excited and share with you Moses' song. Did you know that Moses was a singer? I don't know if he was in the top 40, but I know that he's in chapter 15 here. It says that Moses, after they were delivered from the Egyptians, after they were delivered, have you ever been up against opposing odds that were overwhelming? Come on, somebody. And you didn't think you could do it. You didn't think you could win, but somehow God brought you through and he brought you to the victory. Come on, I wish somebody get excited this morning. That's what happened. These people escaped the most technologically advanced civilization in the world at that time. They had an amazing military. They had a loyal uh, following of warriors that would chase anyone down. But as they pursued these people, as they pursued the Israelites, guess what? God said no, because they grabbed onto the presence and they followed that presence through the thick of it. And the enemy could not touch them. So Moses gets excited. And he says, come on, y'all get excited behind me right here. I will sing to the Lord for an overflowing victory. Horse and rider he threw into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my power. He has become my salvation. Come on, are you with me this morning? This is my God whom I will praise. The God of my ancestors whom I will acclaim. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he hurled into the sea. His elite captains were sunk into the reed sea. Come on, somebody. The deep sea covered them. They sank into the deep waters like a stone. Have you ever been there in your life? I've asked you this question so many times today because I want us to really think about that, that God gives us such a victory. And listen, here's the thing. You don't have to go back. You don't have to go back to the place of defeat. You can stand on victory. You can sing a song of praise. Come on, they're going to sing in a minute. Do it again. And you can make that your cry of praise. God, do it again. When another battle comes, do it again. When the fatigue comes because you've been fighting and you've been praying and you don't see the answer immediately, do it again. Your strong hand, Lord, is dominant in power. Your strong hand, Lord, shatters the enemy. With your great surge, you overflow your opponents. You send out your hot anger. It burns them up like straw. With the breath of your nostrils, the water swelled up. The flood surged up in a great wave. The deep waters foamed in the depths of the sea. The enemy said, listen to this, I'll pursue, I'll overtake, I'll divide the spoils of war, I'll be overfilled with them, I'll draw my sword, my hand will destroy them. That's you the enemy's talking about. You, God, blew with your wind, the sea covered them, they sank like lead in the towering waters. Who is like you among the gods, Lord? Who is like you, foremost in holiness, worthy of highest praise, doing awesome deeds? You raised your strong hand. Earth swallowed them up. Will you stand with me this morning and praise if you are victorious? Will you stand with me and celebrate if you've tasted that victory? If you know what it means to be in the midst of a battle, in the midst of a struggle, but see 
the other side. And I want to challenge you, if you haven't experienced that victory, I know the one who gives it. I know the warrior's name, and it is Jesus. He is mighty. He is redeemer. He's bigger than anything we face. And although our heart may be broken and our dreams may be shattered, guess what? He's so much bigger. He is the, he's the creator of our lives. He's the planner of our future. He's the author of our salvation. And I want you to know that even if you feel like you've been beaten, even if you feel like you've reached the end of your road, there is always hope. There is always Him. There is always a future for those who call upon the name of the Lord. Let's worship together.